up everybody what's going on it's your girl jay and it's time for another edition of jay's quick three welcome welcome to the show guys hope you guys are having a great day great week um you're staying safe out there in these streets i'm gonna tell y'all this if y'all have not seen the genius it's on um nat geo but they're also planted on on um hulu so there's this series called Genius, and they did they did one on Aretha Franklin. So we know there's a movie coming out with Jennifer Hudson that's like a a real like a film about Aretha Franklin's life. I think it's called is it called Respect? I think so. There's that, but we were also I don't know if you were if you had heard about this, but I had also heard about this. Uh, I thought was a movie just made for TV, but it's actually like a mini series about Aretha Franklin that's starring uh, Cynthia Erivo, who was kind of, I think she's famous in the theater world, but she was Seely in The Color Purple on Broadway. And she was Harriet Tubman in the movie about Harriet Tubman. I don't remember. Was it called Harriet? I don't remember the movie because I didn't see it. But um, if you know those movies, then you might know who she is. But anyway, she stars as... Aretha Franklin in this miniseries and it's pretty much like a movie it's just a really long movie it is eight episodes one hour each and when they when it first premiered on tv they would just play they would play two episodes I think it lasted four days in a row so yeah two episodes every day so that's eight episodes that's eight hours worth of of material so I've been watching that on Hulu because now it's it's not airing on TV. Well, you know, the the time that it aired is past. They may be playing reruns, but I don't really watch Nat Geo. Watching it on on Hulu and it is so good to me. Like just the history of Aretha Franklin's things that I never knew about her. Like I obviously a lot of people know who Aretha Franklin is and when I discovered her, I, it was like what in the 80s. And I just remember like Pink Cadillac that she did. And um, I think she, what was it? Knew, I knew you were waiting that she did with uh, George Michael. Was it George Michael? I believe so. But anyway, I was introduced to her in the 80s. And so I didn't know about her longstanding history of her career. And so watching this movie, I don't know how true it is to her real life. I'm sure some things were embellished, but she went through a lot of things. And so it's a long watch. I don't know if you can binge watch this. It's, I've been watching it for probably a week because I don't watch it like every day or I, I watch like one or two episodes and then, you know, I'll do something else and then I'll come back to it in a couple of days or whatever. But anywho, it's a good show. So if you go, if you go to Hulu or if you have Hulu, it's called Genius Aretha Franklin. And they do these series, I guess, on people they consider geniuses so they I think their first season was Picasso and I looked I forgot what the second season was but she's on season three and it's Aretha Franklin so check it out if you can I just literally got through watching um episode seven so that's why it's on my mind and I'm talking about it but anyway y'all let's get to the show (laughs) all right 
So here's my number three for the week. I'm going to give y'all a vaccination update for my number three this week. So I told you guys last episode that I had finally gotten my appointment and I was going to go get my shot. So I went through Austin Public Health. And like I said, I don't I think I said this. Maybe not. Yeah, I did. But um, you have to go onto the their website. You get in this queue and you wait for them to call your number. And then when your number is called, you can make an appointment. Made the appointment. Uh, I picked the drive through option because there was one where you can just go to a place where you have to stand in line or you can go to a drive through. Now, my friends went to one of the places where you can stand in line. They said the line wasn't bad. They had everyone stand six feet away. It went really quickly. No hassle. I just chose to do drive through because I was like, why not if that's the option that they have? So did the drive through. So my appointment was, was at 430. And so I didn't know exactly how they were going to have it go down. I didn't know if there were going to be lines of cars where you're just waiting on the street or whatever. So I had I bought <laughs> I brought snacks and my laptop because I was going to do editing. I, I had like I was ready for the long haul. So I get there. I tried to get there a little earlier, like at three thirty, but it was traffic and I didn't make it there by three thirty. I kind of made it like right before four o'clock. So I get there. It's at this um, kind of sports complex place, not like uh, major sports. It's like for the neighborhood. So it's like a little football kind of stadium type thing. And then they have like an inside building where you can play sports in there, basketball or volleyball or whatever. It's not set up. It's just it's just a complex. I went there for a um, it was a Native American. I think it's called powwow. They have this every year. It's where they celebrate indigenous people and their heritage and things like that. And you get to watch them do their ritual dances and things like that. And then they have food they serve outside. I went to one of those. It's free. I used to work right across from the building. So one day when I was on break, I walked over there and and saw that. Anyway, that's besides the point. So that's a small little complex, but it's a huge parking lot. Anyway, so I'll pull up. Um, when you make your appointment, they send you an email, let you know your appointment details, address and all that other stuff. And then there's a barcode or like a QR code on your email. So you have to show up with your email and your ID. So as soon as I pull in, they have signs everywhere to tell you exactly where to pull, pull in. I pull into there and then I'm stopped as soon as I get into the parking lot. There's a person there that wants to see your email. Yeah, here's my email, blah, blah, blah. And they tell you, okay, you drive and get in. They direct you to what line you get in. So there's like, I was in like row five or six, but there there probably was at least maybe eight to 10 rows. They weren't all full. Of course, when I got there, I was like in row five, I think. But everything was in order. Pull up in my row. They tell you to pull up real close to the car in front of you, blah, blah, blah. And then they tell you to, um, they tell you, you know, stay here or someone to come talk to you in a second. So I'll pull up and I'll wait a little bit. And I think, I don't know if I said I got there right before four o'clock. So like maybe three, maybe 350, 345, something like that. 
So there's this big like flashing sign that says for information, turn to this station. So I turn it to that station and they start giving you the instructions. Okay, you're here to get the COVID vaccination. Uh, Here we administer Moderna. Uh, This is what how the process is going to go. You wait here. Someone's going to come talk to you. When they talk to you, fill out the information, keep the paperwork with you. You'll turn the paperwork in when you get to the next station, when you get your shot. After your shot, you will be moved to a, a section where you wait for 15 minutes. If you have any issues during that time, honk your horn. Someone will come and you know see what's going on. So they're just, they're just playing that over and over. So someone comes to the car. They check your ID, check your email, then they scan it, and then they give you this clipboard, and you're just filling out information, I guess, your name, and you're pretty much signing, like, yes, you agree to what you're getting. So give you that. They say, keep this. We'll come back around and collect everything. So I'm filling it out, and then they have, like, a pamphlet on the back that has, like, the FAQs and then information about the the shot and the process and all that stuff and then you know like obviously the side effects so I fill it out listening to the instructions I'm filling and reading the pamphlet sitting there thinking I'm gonna be there for a very long time because I'm row five or six I still can't remember five and uh so I'm just taking my time filling out the paperwork they found they come back around pick the stuff up pick up the clipboard and the pen And then they just tell you when it's your turn, we'll let you know where to drive next. And so I'm looking ahead and there's a station where there's people cleaning the clipboards and the pen or are they cleaning the pens? I don't know if they're cleaning the pens. I think they have boxes of new pens, but it's people that's like sanitizing everything. So whatever you're getting is fully sanitized and things like that. Or they tell you, make sure you keep your mask on if there's anybody with you. They have to keep their mask on while in the car and no one can get out of the car. Like you stay in the car. They only want to deal with the person that is getting a shot and that's it. So before I know it, they're calling my road to go. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to go into a different line um, before it's time to get the shot. So they direct you around and there's people everywhere. There's like cones everywhere and lines everywhere. People everywhere with those little light up things that's like directing you where to go. Everything is super in order. There was no confusion and no, no anything. Like I knew exactly where to go. I knew where to turn. Like there was no way you can get mixed up or where you were going. So whoever, whoever came up with how to facilitate that did a great job. So we pull up to this next line. And then, you know, from listening to that radio station, they said, when you get to this section, you're going to pull up as close as you can to the car and you're going to be asked to turn your car off. So that's what happened. They told me to come up. They were pretty much having us be bumper to bumper, turn the car off. So here I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be waiting again. But then I happen to look up straight ahead and I'm like, oh, these are like the tents right here. Like these are the stations where you're getting your shot. Like I didn't, I thought I would be you know, waiting in another line before I got to this point. But nope, we're, we're right here. And they had about, I can only see two stations or two like sets of tents. So in my line, the tents were on my driver's side, on my side, on the left side. And then on the other side, the tents were on the person's passenger side. I think there might have been another set of tents, but I, I couldn't see that far. And so... 
they were, and it had to be maybe one, two, maybe six to eight stations on my side. And so what they would do is they would call the cars up and you would park at the certain sec- section, get your shot, and then you move on. And so the first section went, and then before you know it, here we go again, drive up. My car was the first car that was going to go in this new section. So when they pulled everybody up, um, after I was parked the first time, they stopped me. They cut the line off and let the people that were in front of me go to the stations in their cars and get their shot. And then it was my turn. So at this point, um, I was I did what I do best and I started to get nervous <laughs> because I'm like, OK, I'm really about to do this. Like, you know, I was never the one that was like rushing to get this vaccine. I already told y'all how I felt about coming to the conclusion to get it. Um, So although I signed up for it and I knew I was getting it at that very moment, right before it was time for me to pull up, I got nervous because I'm like, this is it. Like, there's no turning back. You're either going to get it or you're not. So you're in this line. You're you're the first person in this section. So you got to make a decision if you're going to do it or not. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, you know, dealing with that in my head. And then it's our turn. So they tell me to pull up. And like I said, I pass about. So they're under the tent. There's tables under the tent. It's this long line. Like I said, six, maybe six stations. I pull up. They, I'm the first car. So I have to go all the way to the end and pull up to my station. And... There's, you know, people at the table. I hand them my pap- my paperwork. The lady comes. She says, I work with blah, 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 medical, whatever. I'll be administering your Moderna vaccine. Um, here's a sticker. Here's your vaccine card. You know, make sure that you keep it on you um, because when you come for your second one, you have to have that or else we don't really have proof that you got it. And then if you want, take a picture of it. That way, if you lose it, you still have it. Gave me that. And then she's like, all right, lift up that. <laughs> like, it was no, like, small talk. I'm thinking she's going to be like, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, by the way, they did ask in the first line, you know, obviously, if, if you have a fever or if you've been coughing or if you've been sick or if you've had any kind of vaccine or anything like that, I think 48 hours within 48 hours because if you had all that I, was, I don't think you could get the shot so anyway they had already asked me all those questions so I'm thinking she's gonna make small talk nope she's like okay lift up your arm boom gives me the shot and then tell you know gives me the shot by the time I get my shot they're waving us to you know go to this waiting section and she tells me there, obviously, okay, you're going to be moved over to the waiting section. You're going to wait 15 minutes. If you feel anything or you don't feel right or you start to have a reaction, honk your horn. And, you know, we have medical professionals all, you know, all over here. So someone will come over and we'll make sure everything's okay. So I kind of felt good about that. So I get over to the 15 minute waiting thing. Um, and at this time it was 427. I know this because it is still on my car because, um, they wrote it in a place where my windshield wipers don't reach and, <laughs> and I just haven't washed it off my car yet. So 
if you think about I got there at 345, maybe 350, I had gotten my shot at 427. So they write that on there to let you to let the people know in the waiting section how long you've been waiting and they let you go at 15 minutes. So anyway, get into the waiting section. I feel pretty fine, normal. You know, I was I was nervous. So I I probably had like my adrenaline was going. It wasn't until after like right when they called my car to go that I start feeling a little weird. So I didn't know. It was kind of hard to tell because I didn't know if it was like me coming down from my adrenaline going and I'm nervous and stuff. And now your body starts to feel a little, I guess, weird. And what I mean by weird is like I didn't feel faint, but it felt like my arm was kind of going to sleep and and it felt like I couldn't focus. I kind of felt a little like slightly a little loopy. Now I'm driving. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get something to eat after this. So where, where the place is, I'm going to see if I can make it there. Even though I feel weird, I don't know necessarily if I should have been driving, I probably could have pulled over, but it wasn't, it wasn't to the point where I couldn't drive. I just was feeling weird, if that makes sense. And so from the, from the place that I got my shot to where I was going to go pick up food is like, Mm, maybe another 15 minutes, 15, yeah, about 15 minutes. So I made it there and I just sat in my car. And so I was, th- I was like trying to calm myself down. Like, okay, because now I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit because I don't know if this is a reaction to the shot or if I'm just making myself feel weird. Cause you know how sometimes if you, you start to think that things hurt or you start to think that something is weird, then you it comes true. Like it's kind of mind over matter. So anyway, so I'm like freaking out like, okay, why is my arm going to sleep? Is this really happening? Okay, why, why is it hard for me to focus? I, it's just, I don't know what's going on. So I was waiting for my food anyway. So I'm just sitting there. And as I'm sitting there, is starting to go away. I never felt pain in my in my arm until later that that day. But I'm sitting there and I'm trying to like do tests like staring at stuff or like turning around or moving to see if I'm dizzy or anything like that. I got out of the car. I walked around a little bit. I was fine. I felt fine. Then I got back in the car and I was like, "Well, I guess maybe that was like the initial reaction, but it wasn't wasn't too bad and I started to calm down and everything's good get my food go home and then when I get home because I live about 20 about 30 minutes away from that place because I had to drive into into Austin to get this get the shot they didn't have anything where I live so I get home and that's when my arm I started to get the pain in my arm but I wasn't worried about that because I know a lot of vaccines, sometimes that's the side effect that you'll have that pain in your arm. And it did hurt to like lift it, but it wasn't like crazy pain. I'm the, I'm the person that gets the flu shot. So you get that pain in your shoulder or whatever in your arm and it goes away after a day or two. So I wasn't that worried about it. And actually, um, I signed up for this thing where the CDC contacts you to check on you to see how you're doing. It's like an, it's like a, a site. So you sign up 
tell you say when you got your shot, there's a little QR code on the paperwork that they give you. You scan that and then every day they send you a text and says, please go to the site and fill out, you know, the wellness survey or whatever it's called. And so to tell you, it just ask you, how do you feel today? Smiley face, unconcerned face, I guess. And then the, the mad face or unhappy. I can't remember what it is. And you just put how you feel and they ask you questions. Do you have a fever? Do you have pain? Are you sick or blah, 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 blah. Did you have to see a doctor? Were you able to go to work? Those, all those questions. And then it goes away. And then the next day they, they text you. So for a whole week, because I got it on a Wednesday, I got texted to fill out that form. And pretty much they say, like, if you say that you were sick or things were happening, then they will contact you. Obviously, they want you to go to a doctor if you have serious issues, but someone probably will contact you to check on you. And then I guess to find out for their research purposes, how you reacted to the the vaccine in a negative way. So I took I did it for a week. They haven't texted me since. I think they will do it weekly after that because the guy said they'll do it every day and then after that they'll they'll do it weekly so I haven't gotten my text yet for the weekly thing but I thought that was kind of cool that uh, you can document kind of how you feel and which will if people are honest that kind of gives them the 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 um, answers to the research they're doing to see how this thing is going you know so hopefully people are honest that way when they give us their um, results or their findings on, you know, X amount of people got these shots. This is, you know, the side effects they saw. This is what happened after the first shot. This is what happened after the second shot, blah, 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 blah. So all in all, my uh, the it went well. Like I have to say, like getting to the point of getting a shot was a lot And I still think that system, they need to do something different with the system. Now they have it open to all adults and they they did something else. I saw on the news yesterday. If you're 40 and up, now you can also be eligible for it. Oddly enough, they still don't have anything in there about food service workers and retail workers. So I think that's dumb. But the process of getting the shot at least where I went was like flawless. Like it was seamless. It was no confusion. It was not hard. And like I said, I was in and out in what a good 30, 40 minutes. I was gone. And so that was dope. And so now I'm just waiting to get my call because I, they don't give you your appointment right away, at least not for this one. Um, They'll just say that we, you know, we have your information. We will email you or call you. Um, when it's time for your second dose and then you'll make an appointment and we'll see how that, you know, I'll see how that process goes. A couple of my friends already got, it's their time to get their second one. So they definitely got that email and was able to um, go ahead and sign up for their appointments and get their shots. So I will keep you guys updated on what happens next with that. So that's it for my number three. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my two and one together for this one. I was going to talk about this uh, vaccine passport thing that's going around that I guess you may end up needing that to travel internationally, which I thought you kind of already needed 
proof of certain vaccinations to go to certain places. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure of that because I haven't really I haven't traveled outside of the U.S. since I was a baby. So I don't know, but I thought you did, especially depending on where you were going. Anyway, they're trying to do that. And then I guess they're trying to do that locally. But I don't even I don't really know if that's necessary to do locally. I mean, you can't make people get the vaccine if they don't want to get it. They don't want to get it. Yes, it is um, unfortunate if people don't want to get the vaccination are also the people that don't want to wear masks. And so will happily spread it or whatever. They don't really care either way. That's kind of unfortunate, but you can't make somebody get the vaccine. And so a lot of people were kind of arguing if I guess what they're saying is people that don't get the vaccine should not get the same liberties and the same like benefits that a person that did get the vaccine, meaning the people that are vaccinated shouldn't necessarily have to wear. I don't know. I guess they're saying that they did a public deed by getting vaccinated because it protects them and other people. So they should they should have a little bit more freedom to do things versus someone who didn't get vaccinated because if they're going to the clubs and are in restaurants and all these other things, they are potentially still spreading it. So they shouldn't be allowed in those places and those places should ask for vaccinations if that makes sense. So I don't really agree with that. I still think people need to, whether you're vaccinated or not mask up, but you know, we can't make people get vaccines and I don't, and I'm not a person that, is like that. Yes, I'm getting it, but I don't think, you know, if you don't want to get it, don't get it. But I also think you should still be aware that you can spread it or you can get it and you should do what is right and wear your mask. So that's, I'm not going to get into that. That that was just a thought. What I am going to get into though is how can I, how can I make this correlation? So getting the shot, right? If I'm fully vaccinated, they have said that studies have shown so far that you can be around other fully vaccinated people without having your mask. It is now getting more and more likely that you can't even, you can get it. Obviously there's a percentage you can get it and spread it, but the longer it's in your body, I guess you're fully vaccinated. Like I said before, within two to three weeks, depending on what you get, but um, it, whatever it is that you get will be so minimal that it's not necessarily transferable to get other people sick. They're still testing this that they don't know. But I say all that to say, if I'm fully vaccinated, I can start hanging with my friends again because they are also all fully vaccinated. And I can kind of feel I'm, you know, a little bit more better about just hanging out and stuff because I miss hanging out with them. So that got me to thinking about some of the fun times that I had long ago with some of my friends. And so I was talking to what a segue, right? I was talking to one of my one of my friends last night, actually. And she's one of my friends that I have known forever. When I mean forever, like we have we have known each other since we were four years old. There's two people that I I know I have known since I was four years old four years old and they just happen to be first cousins. So it's like all in the family, but I really don't even consider them like friends, best friends anymore. Like we literally grew up together. So we're like, we're like family. And, you know, as we've gotten older, obviously, you know, we're not in junior high or elementary or high school anymore. 
that's when your life used to be about your friends. But as you get a little older, especially now that we're in our 40s, they have families and life has happened. You know, maybe you're not as involved in the day to day as you used to be, but they're still my family. So anyway, I was talking to her last night and we were talking about the time that we went to New York, Times Square, and how we snuck into the MTV building. Now, this was, yes, that's right. We snuck into the MTV building in Times Square. So (laughs) me and my friend, we, how can I put it? We were charmers. Like we knew how to talk or what to say to kind of get what we wanted out of people, uh, uh, authority figures, uh, adults and stuff. That's just what we did. You know, we would flash the smile. We would compliment. We would say what we needed to say. And, you know, people would just wave us off and just, you know, let us do whatever we wanted to do. Meaning, for instance, in high school. <laughs> so you have like your paid lunch, your um, free lunch if you qualified. And then, you know, you had snacks and stuff. I was on, I could qualify for f- free lunch, but, oh, did I? Oh, reduce lunch. I, I qualified for reduced lunch. And so um, when we had lunch, I could have gone and got the reduced lunch. My mom gave me $5 a day for lunch. But, you know, me, I didn't want whatever they had. Uh, most of the time I would just eat junk food because that's just what I did back in the day and never gained weight. But that's the beauty of being a kid. Um, I used to eat like Swiss rolls and chips or something and a pop for lunch. But every so often I would go to the paid lunch line. That's where they had like pizzas and sandwiches and wingdings. So we call them wingdings. They're just regular chicken wings, like the little hot wings or whatever. We call them wingdings. I don't know if, what it, anybody else calls them. Not really hot wings. It's just chicken wings. That's either the, the flap, the flat part or the little drumstick thing. So me and her would go through the line and I can't remember this lunch lady's name, but we would, <laughs> we would see her and we, I, I, let's just say her name is Miss Johnson. Cause I don't remember her name. We would go to her. Hey, Miss Johnson, how you doing today? Girl, you know, you looking real good in that hairnet today, girl. You better wear that apron. Look at you, girl. You, you that makeup is popping. Obviously, we didn't say popping. This is back in the 90s, whatever. Um, you looking real good today. And she was like, y'all, shut up. What y'all want? And she'll start laughing. And we were like, we want some wingdings and fries. Give us our wingdings and fries. So almost every time we went through that line, gave her a compliment. She gave us free lunch. We wouldn't have to pay. So that's kind of what we did. And that's what we did to security when we would skip class or whatever. And I didn't do that often. But when we did do it, It'd be like, hey, now, you know, you don't want to write us up. You know, we don't do this all the time. Come on. You know, you know, you like us. Go on. Just go on. Let us back in the building so we can go to class and they will let let us go to class. So this was 2002, right after 9-11. She I don't know when she got married. She was I know she was married, but I don't know how long she had been married. But her husband is was at that time in the army and obviously 9-11 happened and he was um sent to was it Afghanistan don't give me the line he was sent somewhere 
And she was living in New Jersey with his parents at the time. So I think they had they had recently had gotten married. And so I was like, hey, I'll come visit you. You know, I know he's gone and you're probably feeling feeling lonely. So I'll come hang out with you for like a week. And so came out there to visit her and we hit up all of East Coast. It's probably one of my funnest vacations I had. So obviously we were in Jersey. We went to D.C. We went to Philly. We went to Baltimore because her sister lived there and her aunt. And then we went to New York to Times Square. Now, um, at the time, obviously 2002, right after 9-11, it was still kind of bare there in, in Times Square. They wouldn't let you go near where the, the Twin Towers were. That was still blocked off. Um, but, you know, we went there. The bus driver was telling us about how everything had changed and stuff like that down there. And it wasn't like touristy, as touristy as it used to be and blah, blah, blah. So we just went there for the day and uh, went there. And I don't know what time we got there, super early, but... We wanted to go on TRL because that was that was the thing that was popping back then. And so when we get to the MTV building, we wait in the line and they make you show ID. So we get there to the front. They say, oh, because what they do is you get in line and they tell you if you're going to make it or not. And if you do make it in, you come back at three o'clock or four o'clock or whatever time it is. And so we're in line get up to the front, show our ID. And they were like, oh, you're too old to get into TRL. (laughs) We were like, what? It was like, yeah, I think, I think the cutoff was like 21 and we're 24, maybe 23. I don't know. We had turned 24 yet. I think we were like 23. And uh, because it was earlier in the year when we went. And uh, so we were like, how are we too old to get on TRL? Like we're only you know, 23. And it was like, well, there's a cutoff. And, and also if you're going to be on TV upstairs because of the lighting, you got to have certain things on and, you know, that won't work on camera and this won't work. They was like, but, and so we were like, man, that's disappointing. Like I came all the way from Michigan or no, I was in Texas. And I came all the way from Texas to come here. And, and she was like, yeah, I came all the way from Jersey. And so they was like, well, look, this is what you'll, we'll do. Um, Everyone comes back at four because that's when we start the show or three o'clock. We're going to start the show at four or whatever time. Um, Come here. I'll be at the door. I'm going to I'll have you outside because we have an audience outside, too. And I'll make sure you guys are close to the host so you can be on TV. And we were like, oh, okay, that's cool. So we got that. We had a little I don't know if he gave us a ticket or anything, but. Anyway, we spent the rest of the day just like touring, like walking around Times Square and just going in different buildings and seeing different things. We ended up on the John Walsh show. I don't know if y'all know who John Walsh is, but he was the host of America's Most Wanted, I believe. But he had a a talk show back then and his talk show he was shooting that day. So they were just picking people off the street saying, do you want to come to the John Walsh show? Here's free tickets. I think we were trying to get on Jay Leno or David Letterman, but they weren't taking people or whatever. And so John Walsh people were out there and they was like, come on the show. So we got to, we went on the show. I don't even remember what the show was about, but I remember going up there 
which we were on TV too, by the way, um, going up there and then they will tell you like how to clap. And if the camera is on you, you have to act really excited or you have to act like whatever the person is saying is so interesting. They want you to be animated. They want you to, you know, everything needs to be really big. So your eyes are big if you're surprised or if you're laughing or, you know, things like that. But it's, it's very controlled, right? Then they tell you when you clap, you don't clap like just a regular clap like that. You have to clap really fast like that because it makes it it makes it sound louder. Like when everybody's clapping like that, it sounds like more applause and it's a fuller sound. So anyway, I don't know if y'all heard that. My papers fell, but it's all good. So anyway, we were on the show. We did get on camera, I think, twice. And uh, we were, man, me and her, <laughs> the reason we got on camera is because we are so silly. Like we were acting a fool. I don't remember, like I said, what they were talking about, but we were like, oh my God, <laughs> like making the biggest faces and looking at each other and like high-fiving each other. Like, girl, did you see that? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And doing all this stuff. But you, you're not really supposed to make noise. So you, you're mouthing all this stuff. But me and her were just acting crazy. So they kept putting the camera on us. And so that was fun. Finally, we get back to the MTV studios at the time that they said. And uh, the guy remembered us. And he was like, OK, you're going to come right here. I don't remember who the host was, but he put us right next to the host outside. So, yeah, we were on TRL. We were there. We were on camera. Well, every time they showed outside because we were standing right next to the the host or whatever we were right behind them and so um that was fun so here's the thing so after the show was over everybody like leaves and disperses and things like that and we happen to look up because you can see inside the like there's glass windows obviously windows are glass but they're like all open um where you can see inside the studio where they record trl and at this time, there was a show, I think it was called Direct Effect. I don't really remember, but it was like a countdown show that DJ Clue and Lala hosted. And so we were looking because by the time TRL was over, it was starting to get dark. And so we were looking up and we see DJ Clue and Lala and we're like, let's see if we can get up there. Like we, we know we can't get on the show because there's no show. It's just them hosting and they do this countdown. But let's see if we can get up there and like see them. And so uh, we find a way to. uh, Oh, by the way, we saw Eve um, after TRL because Eve was on that episode. And where we were standing, we were like, right. We could if you walk a little bit, we were right by the alley of the back door or the side door of the, the studio. And we saw her come out and we spoke to her, said, hey, and love you or whatever. And as she got into her car and then I asked her if I can take a picture, she rolled her one down, took a picture. Yes, it was like a, a Kodak, um, one of those disposable cameras, because that's that's what we had back then. <laughs> and I was able to take a picture of her. But anyway, so we were saying, oh, we have that side door over there. Do you think we can try to sneak into the side door or should we try to go just through the, you know, through these the regular doors. And so we were like, okay, let's try to go in through the regular door. So we go in, there's nobody there, like no security, no nothing. And so we, I don't even know how we got, we went through something. Cause I think you had to have a card to like, let you in. I don't know if we jumped it or went under it, but <laughs> 
this is criminal, I know. <laughs> but we got in there and we got to the elevator. And then we got up, we went up to whatever floor because I couldn't, I don't know how we knew what floor to go to, but we went up to the floor. And right when we came out is where there was a security guard. And so I don't really remember what happened. We were trying to figure this out last night when we were talking, but I, I'm pretty sure we like did our little sweet talk thing or like, oh, I don't know how we got up here. Like what, what is, I think we made a wrong turn, blah, 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 blah. Or we might've used somebody's name and said, oh, so-and-so from TRL told us to come up here or something. I don't remember what was said. Whatever was said, security let us, let us out of the elevator. And right when we were out of the, we're coming out of the elevator, we see Lala and Clue. And so we're like, oh man, let's go. Can we go, you know, should we go over there and like talk to them or whatever? So uh, we went over there, said, hey, they're looking like, why are these, who are these people and why are they up here? <laughs> they're looking really confused. And so uh, we just said, you know, we love your show. Can we have a picture? Can we take a picture of you? Because we didn't want to like, we were going to take pictures with them, but the fact that they looked like, why are y'all here? We just felt like that wasn't the right thing to do. So we took pictures. I still have those pictures. Didn't come out really well because it's a Kodak disposable. And I don't remember. I think I didn't have my flash on or whatever, but I have that picture. But we took the picture of Lala and Clue and then we went back down. I think the security was like, you can go say hi, but you got to come back. And I think that's what happened. And so got the picture went back in the elevator, elevator, went back down and we're like high five and like, girl, can you believe that? Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe we got in the, in the, got in the MTV building and went all the way up to the floor, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so we leave. And then as we're standing outside, like talking, Lala and Clue are like right behind us. And so they're talking Clue says, you know, he's going somewhere. So he, he goes one way to get in his car and she says, oh, I'm going to meet so-and-so somewhere else. I don't know if she was dating Carmelo Anthony in 2002. Was she or was she not? I don't know. But whoever she was going to meet, we were like, it might be a bunch of famous people. <laughs> Let's follow her. <laughs> so, we were so creepy. Oh my God. But yeah, we followed her to the, uh, we were walking way behind her, but we were just trying to see if she was meeting somebody like outside that was famous and stuff that we could take pictures with them. But um she went to the Hard Rock Cafe and just went inside like nobody was standing outside. So whoever she was meeting was already in there. But we were like snapping pictures and like trying to see if we can see who was in there and stuff like that. But we couldn't. But anyway, that I know that story was a little out there and crazy. But those are the things that we did when me and her got together. Like there's so many stories of us being crazy and doing things. But that was probably one of the the funniest and funnest um, memories memories we had because I mean just to be that 23 or 24 year old back then just carefree no real cares in the world we're just out there having a good time and like doing stuff like that obviously you cannot do things like that now um, security is tight probably everywhere but back then like I mean we were in that MTV building like looking around, looking at off, like trying to see if we can see offices and things like that. But we would do that. We would go into hotels and like just hang out in the pool area, <laughs> like during senior skip day, like we would invite 
all these people and be like, hey, y'all, we're going to this hotel. Let's just have a pool party. Of course, we would get kicked out because we don't stay there. And they see a bunch of black people hanging out in their inside pool. Um, but it, we just had fun. But that that was one of the funnest memories we had. So much more to that story. So many more things we did. I had my first Philly cheesesteak in Philly. We had so much fun in D.C. seeing all the monuments. Uh, it was it was just the whole trip, that East Coast trip. I might talk about more about that trip one day, but it was so much fun. Um, even though, you know, we had just come off of 9-11, it was probably less than a year, less than a year from when it happened. So, you know, things were still pretty raw and you were kind of, worried that you know maybe something else may happen or whatever but yeah it was in spite of that we managed to have a really really good time um during that trip so that was my story of us sneaking into the mtv building being on trl and (laughs) being on the john walsh show so that's all i have um so now we're gonna go that was my number two and my number one now we're gonna go to the vibe of the week segment So I have two vibes of the week this week. And um, I know I've said before, I listen to all type of music. I really do. I listen to 70s, 80s, 90s. I listen to R&B. I listen to a little bit of rap, more old school rap than new school rap. I've, I've listened to country songs. I listen to dance. I listen to house. I listen to classical. I listen to rock. Like It's a lot of different songs that I like. There's one particular song that I've been jamming, which is one of my favorite songs by her. Her name is Haley Williams. I don't know if y'all know who she is, but she is the lead singer of my one of my favorite bands, Paramore. I've seen Paramore in concert three, three or four times. Always a good show. I love I love their music. But she released a um a single a single, a solo album this was it this year or two thousand 2020 I think it was 2020 2020 called pedals for armor and the song on this song on this album is one of my favorites it's called why why we ever now this is a little different than what I normally play on here but like I said I consider myself an eclectic music listener I'm a lover of music so it's not just one form of music but this is so mellow and cool is right up my alley. So here is Why We Ever by Haley Williams. From your home to my home, I can't feel your energy no more. No more, no more, no more. No more. Now, yep, it's mellow. It's a vibe to me, and it jams. That's my jam. Love me some Haley, and I love Paramore, and I heard they're getting back together. Cannot wait because they make great music. So my next vibe, which is I'm going to go all the way to the other side. This song is funny because uh, me and uh, 
my podcast sisters were talking about this. So if you guys saw that great verses with Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind and Fire, such a great verses minus uh, a lot of Steve Harvey stories. But that didn't take away for me. It didn't take away, you know, the greatness that was happening on that stage. But <laughs> Isley Brothers has a song called Choosy Lover. Great song, right? It makes me think of this song by Bone Thugs called Buddha Lovers. And so I've been jamming that song all week because this is a th like you're talking about thugs in harmony like that. Obviously, that's their name, but they 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 were serious about this song, Buddha Lovers. So here is Buddha Lovers by Bone Thugs in Harmony. Check it out. What y'all know about that bone? That East 99, eternal. <laughs> they were, I just remember being in my cousin's car, me, my cousin, and my friend Amber just replaying this whole, it was a tape back then, tape over and over and over again. And Buddha Lovers was one of my favorite off that album. So yes, guys, total opposites, but those are my two vibes of the week. So check out Haley Williams, Pedals for Armor, name of the song is Why We Ever, and Bone Thugs and Harmony with Buddha Lovers. So again, that's all I have, guys. Thank you for hanging with me again. I've talked a lot. I didn't mean for this show to run that long, but when my memories pop up and the spirit moves me, it just does. So if you guys missed the uh, March podcast happy hour it is on my youtube thanks for everyone who uh thanks to everyone who watched and and continues to watch or listen or just listening right now really appreciate it we had such a good time next month is going to be on the odd tales uh podcast which will be hosted by audrey so check that out when we get a date and time we'll let you know but uh thanks again everyone for listening hanging with me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening to my stories and responding and giving me feedback. It's truly dope. So without further ado, I guess I'm done, y'all. I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Mm -hmm.